You are listening to Velocino. The best stories have not yet been ridden. You will be taken along the scenic route and play a fly on the wall during light-hearted conversations with fascinating people from all aspects of the cycling universe. Enjoy the ride with your hosts, Mike and Niels. Hello, we are back and welcome to the Velocino podcast. Where the best stories have not yet been um, ridden and stuff. Yeah, man, you see, that it's been such a long time. I've forgotten even what the lines are to open our podcast. So welcome to the Velocino podcast where the best stories have not yet been written. That's see, it. That was better, wasn't it? So much better. But but you're saying that, like, I haven't seen you in a while, actually. When I opened the door and I saw this little person, I was like, oh, no, it's not Halloween yet. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it. I had to had to stand on the step just to re- reach your doorbell. Uh, <laughs> that's it. That Someone had taken my step away. It was terrible. Trick or treat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you obviously looked on your ring doorbell and just saw the top of my head, didn't you? And then <laughs> like you knew it was me. A little bit of, like, grey hair, like a little bit of grey fluff. Look, look, I'll take the piss take about me being short, but saying that I'm grey, well, admitting that I'm grey is, is, is terrible. Terrible. Look, this is the world of podcasts. Can't I pretend that I'm, like, 25 or something like that? Okay. Excellent. I say I'm 25, yeah. So I'm on Instagram and TikTok and shit and stuff. Anyway. You can't say shit. Like you know? No, although it's a new season, you still can't swear. So okay. S- s- swear. Okay, I'll leave the swearing out for this season as well. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, w- so we haven't seen each other in absolute ages. What have you been up to? Because last time uh, we caught up, I think we were talking about how much swifting you were planning to do, how much fitness you were going to get into. I think you were going to run every day. Uh, and you were looking towards the ultramarathons and the... Uh, is it the Terra X? Um, no, it's Xterra. Xterra uh, Championship. So, and I think your plan was focus on that for the next like couple of months uh, and get yourself ready to be taking qualifying for the world. That was uh, the plan. So, how did that go? Can you not see I lost a lot of weight? <laughs> I can't. I can't see past you to see that you've lost <laughs> weight. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I, um, I I I really started enjoying my virtual racing a lot. Um, I really got into it. Um, Basically, I, I watched it on YouTube. <laughs> so, oh, you watched it on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, well, that is living in the digital world, and it's taking part, I suppose, in some form. Yeah, it was so good, like, and I, I really enjoyed it so much. That actually, I didn't cycle. I just watched it and then ate pizza, drank milk, and <laughs> um, got slender. I don't know, it just happened. It's amazing, though. I mean, you are you are looking buff, I've got to say. I mean, uh, it's not nice down below. It'd be nice if you put your shirt on, um, <laughs> just now that you've got this this super buff body, and uh, put the baby all away. Uh, that would be really good as well. Anyways, have you? But but while I've been talking about it, have you looked at this virtual racing stuff? I have. Do you know what I've done? Um, I think uh, we said before we kind of got into it and tried to get into a bit of a routine of doing it, and I've been using it a lot for the structured training, but not quite managed to get into the racing uh, yet. Um, I would like to find out more about that, actually. Do you know what? That's a really good idea because it's becoming quite a big thing, isn't it? But we should. Uh, I mean, we don't know anything about it. How are we going to find somebody? Do you know anybody that would be good? No, but I have a magic button. Okay, I tell you what. If we press the magic mud button, because we're talking about m- magic, the magic mutton. Goes <laughs> no, if you press the magic button, maybe through the internet superhighway, like we can attract two experts in some form, like coming through the internet, like on like Tron or something like that. Okay, let me try. Okay, find I a will button. Press the button. I will press the magic mushroom. Oh, oh. hello. 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 
Oh. And welcome. So uh, it looks like we've got Gemma and Paul have joined us. I just want to ask who they are. Okay, let's do that the other way around. <laughs> no, on. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so Gemma and Paul, welcome. Now, Gemma, you are a virtual athlete. And Paul, you are also a virtual athlete, as well as being a DS and organiser of a virtual events. Yes. Excellent. Well, both of you, welcome to the podcast. Um, so we need to find out a little bit more about this virtual racing thing. So... Gemma, I think you kind of got into it recently. So how did you, how did you get into it? Did, was it like, have you always been on the turbo in Zwift? Yeah, I um, I love my turbo. <laughs> it's a really good way to train for me. It's really time efficient. Um, I'm really detailed, so I like the structure of it. I like, I don't mind just sitting on my bike and following a graph. I think that's no problem for me at all. So um, when Zwift came along, or or became apparent that people would would into Zwift. I thought, kind of give it a go. And if I'm honest, when I first started, I binned it off. Didn't think <laughs> it was any good. <laughs> Coach Chad went back to the graph. <laughs> <laughs> went back to the graph. <laughs> I didn't get it. I didn't really like it. So yeah, I went. I went back to the graph. Um, and it was only really during the start of lockdown when we were starting to ride a little bit less outside that I thought, mm, you know what, I'm going to give it another go. Um, a lot of my friends that I knew through cycling in real life were on it, and um, I went from there, really, and I, I got into it a bit more, and I became a bit addicted, I suppose. Yeah. So what was it about it when you came back to it the second time that was different, that made you think, actually, I might stick this one out? I think the link for me was probably the fact that I had friends that I knew I'm going to say, I'm going to call it in real life on there. So I was swifting with my friend Dean from down the road or something, or one of the girls that I might go out on a Sunday ride with. And we weren't able to do that at the time. So that's kind of the link for me and where it, it fell into place a little bit more. Uh, right. So it's a bit more of the social aspect. A little bit, yeah. Doing that kind of thing. So when it starts off with your mates and you're, you're kind of online, did it start to become a bit competitive? Your, your buddies? A little bit. I guess we would meet up. Um, we'd have a, a, a meet up once or twice a week. Uh, if time to get together. We'd probably be on the phone to each other or a, an app we use called Discord. And we'd just really have a chat. And where we thought we were just going on what we'd call a social ride, suddenly Alp de Zwift appears and uh, we're all competing against each other to try and get to the top of this. Not in a race, just, just against each other really. Um, and yeah, suddenly it did become as if you're out on the road, just a little bit of competition. Now that you mention um, being on the phone, actually, we tried it in the beginning, uh, beginning of lockdown back then, a couple of months uh -huh. ago. And it was like five blokes of us. And we had like um, Facebook Messenger group call with video. It was horrendous. Everybody <laughs> was like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I was like, guys, honestly, I, I don't want to hear that. That is one of the problems. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know quite if people uh, mute themselves or what they do but there is a lot of fan noise because you've always got the fan on and then heavy breathing as well it's generally all you can hear oh I thought, I thought fan noise like the sport I wish no the fan yeah oh okay yeah no because we, we did try this and there's also I think you would have noticed with your your friends as well is uh, depending on what information you've put into Zwift does affect how fast you go. Yep. Now, the reason why I bring this up... No, Mr. don't Mr. say it. Mr. <laughs> Snap, is when we, the other thing was, was when we did similar thing to yourself and I was riding with Niels, and I was like, man, this dude's getting really fit. I tell you what, there is no way I can keep close to him. 
And uh, then what did we discover? No, you didn't discover. Actually, Hannah gave it away because we were on this group call. And then Hannah looked at my profile and was like, what? 75 kilos? <laughs> <laughs> You're never 75 kilos? <laughs> and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, I can't keep up otherwise. <laughs> Yeah, I exactly. just dropped it by two kilos. Come You're on. only cheating yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Niels didn't mind that, though. I, 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 and I, your friends. At least I could keep up. Otherwise, I, like, <laughs> guys, let's go for a group ride and I cycle alone. There is actually a way you can keep up. You can, you can stay bike. together. There's a, a feature called yeah, stay together. Even, yeah, if you tried that, I was even too slow for that. Oh. <laughs> That's... Do you know what? And that is one of the good things about Swift, I, d I have to say, is as a group, you want a social ride. It can be, uh, if you go out and you're all mixed abilities on the road, like, you know, pretty really obvious. It's, it's, yeah. pre it's, pretty, it's pretty obvious. But the great thing with that, that catch up thing is that you can all, all be there together. Mm. Uh, so that's how you, you kind of got into it. What about you, Paul? Uh, similar. So I was training for triathlon and I was using the bar charts and this thing came along called Swift. And I, I kind of poo pooed it a bit as well because not like riding outdoors as much as we'd like to think it is it is different um but i don't mind the training indoors because i like the structure and i would go so far as to say zwift wasn't or isn't as good at least early on as something like trainer road for that kind of structured workouts but it was the group rides and the group events and the races that really started it for me. And this is two, three years ago, long before lockdown. And I got into it because I realised that if I wanted to do a really hard session, you just can't push yourself in a sweaty room at the back of the house. You'll just bail. But if you're racing some random man or woman from across the globe, even if it's just pixels on a screen in front of you, and I've got a big screen in front of me, um, you can't help yourself. Yeah. And I, I always say that for me, the racing in Zwift, and for a lot of people, the community side of just being out of videos was the, was the thing that got me into it. Yeah. And eventually, I took all my trainer road rides and tried to recreate them in Zwift. So I had the structured workouts from trainer road in Zwift, but then added on top of that the competitive element that you can't get from trainer road. It's interesting what you said about uh, making yourself go faster and you know yeah. pushing pushing that a bit harder because Niels and I were out on a ride just a little a uh, little while ago we had the conversation about um what what is it that makes you go faster when you're on a bike is it chasing a time is it having a training schedule is it someone being behind you or is it somebody being in front of you mm. and uh, we were trying to think what it would be and I think well before we'd even managed to answer, this bloke came past us <laughs> and had heard the conversation and just said over his shoulder, definitely if someone's in front of you, and then shot off up the road. So <laughs> we'd obviously helped him up a hill. But, um, but yeah, that was really interesting, isn't it? That, that if you've got something in front of you, a target, I think that works for a lot of us, is that almost you kind of step it up a gear, no matter what you're doing, yeah. you, you, you just want to get do you get yeah. past that person. And I'm sure there's tens of thousands of people on Zwift who never do a race. But for me, being a competitive kind of age group amateur sports person, it gave me something different way back. And then and that has become a really big thing, obviously, with Zwift, with eSports and all that stuff. Yeah. And Gemma, when you kind of got back into it, obviously for you there was a competitive, little bit of a competitive element as well. Um, were you still using Zwift to train for... Of real world events and that kind of thing. 
Yeah, definitely at the beginning, even before I got into racing in Zwift, I was really only using it to do to meet up with friends and there'd be that competitive element slightly and then just to do my training because at the time I still thought that the cyclocross season was going to happen the crit season in the summer possibly possibly not so I was using it to train um either to do a workout which you are kind of by yourself a little bit though there's people around you and I still followed a, a, a graph but in Zwift um so I was still using it, yeah, to train for what I thought was going to be real-life events coming up. Yeah. And when those events went away, I don't know about you guys, but I find it really hard to motivate myself to, to train. You know, mm. when there's if there's an event that y- that's coming up and you think, wait, if I work really hard at this, really hard now, I'm going to be so much better at that event. Yeah. When you take that event away, it you kind of, like, lose some of that. I was probably a few months ahead of Gemma because most of my qualifying tri races for for age group champs at the end of the year are in May and June. So before the crit season I guess really starts and way before cross. So February, March, I'm in full getting ready for a race mode and then one by one they're just disappearing. Oh no. And an email, you know, text people. Blenheim's gone. Cotswolds is gone. You know. Clinging on to whatever. No, that's gone as well. So it just went to nothing in March and April. Yeah. I think for us, we went through the Granduro in uh, Wales, actually, which was, which was in either June or July. It was July to begin with. Yeah, yeah. and then they moved it to October, and I was like, I can't motivate myself <laughs> <laughs> that long. You know, like, I want to have a, like, a, like an event in July and then have a break. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, that was really bizarre. But then I think that comes down to one of the great things about Zwift is it... it um, to a certain degree, uh, having a race or something to, to, to focus on gives you purpose if you like, for the training. So it means that the training is not just for the sake of it. You've actually got a, a purpose for why you're mm. putting in those extra hours. That's why following the graph along the line is meaningful because <laughs> you're actually doing something. You know, yeah. you're, you're training towards something. Um, so at this point, Gemma, you're doing like loads of stuff in Zwift. Uh, and then did you start to... This was this the point when you started to race as a group in some of the online stuff? Just before I raced in the format that I do now on Zwift, actually Paul came along and uh, developed the virtual cyclocross league. And that actually came about before I even sort of got into Zwift racing. I wasn't sure what to expect. I actually couldn't do a lot of them at the beginning because I was working. But I followed them and knew the guys were starting to get into it kind of every Sunday. So that came along for me before I then got into what I'm doing now. So, Paul, what the hell inspired you to, <laughs> to set up a, a, a um, league? Because this, this uh, like you said, you know, you, you'd got all your events disappearing. Yeah. Um, but then taking the, the, the step to set up a league, that's... Well, I mean, it, it was... It all came from somebody on the Central Cyclocross League going, oh, wouldn't it be good if we could race each other? Oh, maybe we should all enter the same event. And on Zwift, obviously, you've got the, the barrier and a countdown and everybody goes off at a million watts and for as long as they can and then they die. Yeah, I've done uh, that m- multiple yeah. times. Ten yes. seconds. Yeah. 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 It's <laughs> unlike cyclocross, that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, Zwift, Zwift race starts are something to behold. Um dial it up to a million and, and keep going for as long as possible. But I, al- um, I, I always just envisage like <laughs> the rear wheel spinning like a burnout <laughs> in a car waiting yeah. for that, that start. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit different. 
So anyway, somebody mentioned that, and I, I, in my mind, they'd just released a functionality on Zwift called Meetups not long before. And I thought I, I wrote, wrote a message, well, you can, you could just use Meetups. And then that became, in my mind, a thing. And somebody went, oh, that'd be good if you could do that. Um, so I said, right, well, I'll create this Meetup and I'll find a course. And if we all join it um, and I tell you when to go... <laughs> <laughs> literally on we're all sat in a meetup lined up on the side of the road there's no barrier there's no countdown there's no official timing and we'll ride for 35 minutes on the elapsed time on Zwift and then when we cross a certain arch and I'll work out which arch that's the end of the race and seven people went go on then <laughs> um it was I me. Wasn't one of them. <laughs> it was me and two or three of the guys. Um, Kate, my other half, was the only girl. Um, fortunately, she's quite strong, like Gemma, so she basically raced most of the men and beat most of them. And it was a bunch of cyclocrossers, middle-aged men in lycra, with ninety kilos on Swift instead of seventy-five, um, uh, blasting around for thirty-five minutes, trying to stay with the people that they were with. So Meetup allows you to do these stay together thing i just switched that off and said we'll all ride the same course at the same time and when we cross this green line after the clock says 37 minutes or 40 minutes that's the race over and then i'll go on strava find the segments add everybody's times together on the segments and produce a spreadsheet and tell you who won <laughs> and that was it oh my goodness gracious oh, oh was that it that yeah. was easy that and then I started and then but then I had to write a script to say right this is the the course we're doing you need to meet you need to follow me on Zwift and then I'll invite you to a meetup and you need to if anybody has any technical issues tough I can't help you because I'll be on a bike as well Um, we had Zoom for a while but we kind of gave up on that idea because people didn't have enough bandwidth to run a Zoom meeting (laughs) and their Zwift at the same time especially if you've got music streaming for for inspiration so we scrapped that idea also you can't cycle naked right yeah, no, yeah no, that's what no, I was no. going to say. I mean, it's no. cyclocross, so somebody would have been wearing something weird. I mean, yeah. somebody must have been in a morph suit, and someone else has definitely got a cowbell around yeah, there. Yeah, no, those people are, are you know, lucky to keep up, keep their breakfast down. Um, <laughs> and I, and I, I deliberately chose Sunday morning because that's when cross normally is, um, and that was kind of how it came about. And then I did one, and everybody was there was loads of chat on Facebook from those seven people that enjoyed it, and. The other 500 people on the Central Cyclocross League you know, quite rightly ignored it. Um, so I tried to do another one, and I picked another course, and maybe nine people came along, and it just grew from there. And in the end, we ended up with 11 rounds at the beginning of lockdown. So you managed to, and you were taking everyone's data, putting it into a spreadsheet, yeah. and then being able to, yeah. to share that back out. Yeah, so I was creating results based on their Strava segment times. Do you know what? That is such... That is proper, like, British shed mentality. <laughs> you know, men in sheds that work out how to solve something, uh, that is that proper ingenuity yeah. to do that. Because it, just, it just appealed as an idea because somebody said, oh, wouldn't it be good if? And I went, oh, yeah, I could do that. That's so cool. But the thing is, you'd have had 11 rounds, loads of people coming through it. You've mm. probably brightened up their day and you've managed to keep your sport going to a certain degree in terms of... Well, I think the big thing was we had more than one person go, this is giving me something to train for just because I can race the same dozen, 25 people every weekend. And when I went, I had a week week off in the middle. It was my birthday weekend. 
and somebody was going, oh, well, I'll try and put one on, but it won't be the same as Paul's. But because, yeah, brilliant, I'll do that as well. We don't care. Um, and it was really nice because people were genuinely saying, this is giving me something to do. And I think because lockdown was so new and we were all properly indoors and the world had gone mad, I mean, um, my turbo trainer started to play up. My girlfriend's turbo trainer broke and we couldn't find one. We had to drive 50 miles to buy a new turbo trainer because the whole world suddenly decided they were going on online, including people that normally would ride outside. Um, and it, I think it just fitted that that kind of moment of, well, we're all definitely indoors, so what can we do? Well, look, that, that is so good. And I'm sure there'll be people listening to this thinking well how, how can i do that so so how so let's let's go through your top tip Paul's <laughs> top tips of uh how to set one of these up so how did you select the course because that must be uh that must be a tricky thing yeah itself. so in cross obviously and and everybody was doing it was part of cross so that was what we're used to and you know it's five to ten minutes a lap and it's 40 minutes as hard as you can and then after 40 minutes you cross the line and you've done Three laps, five laps, or seven laps, and that's it. So I tried to replicate that because I wanted it to be like cross. So I picked really short loops and segments within originally Watopia and Zwift, and it was the volcano circuit, which takes about six minutes to go around, something like that. And we just did 10 laps of that, or eight laps of that. And then I started finding other courses, and then eventually I started doing one lap of one course. But there always had to be you had to find a good start point and a finish point. So it was either we will ride for 40 minutes and when your clock says 40 minutes, the next time you cross the green arch, that's the end of the race. Or I just said, we'll do one lap of this course and based on Strava stalking, the fastest people will do it in about 28 minutes. The slowest will do it in 33. And that was part of the important bit was that I had to pick something that didn't mean that somebody was riding on their own for an hour and a half because that's not racing and that's not cross. It was find a loop of some description, either a small one or a big one, and say, the race will be this long. This is how long it will take you. And everybody knew that there'd be a group at the front of half a dozen, there'd be a group in the middle of about 15, and there'd be a few stragglers at the back. But everybody was racing somebody and racing somebody that immediately afterwards they go on Facebook and go, oh, well done, Bob, you just picked me there. I nearly had you. If we'd have worked together, we might have caught up Dave, but we didn't. And, you know, and then so it's exactly the same. As it was exactly the same as Cross. Yeah. <laughs> I, was getting, um, I was getting messages to say, should we work together next time? Try and get those uh, two. That's oh. not really Cross, actually, but <laughs> tactics. No. Oh, well, you see, and, and talking of tactics, I mean, with cause that was brilliant with what you'd, got there and everyone doing that mm. but talking of tactics Jenny you've you've now gone on with this uh, racing and now you're racing for quite big teams now yeah so um one of the girls that I ride with in real life um she invited me to join a team a team time trial team a team time time trial team team she invited yes. me yeah that one. with you that one um and they race every Thursday in uh what's called WTRL League. World Tactical Racing League. There we go. Jenny knows more about it. Mm -hmm. um, 
so every Thursday we uh, race as a group of, there's eight people in a team, eight girls in a team, kind of like football. The top ten teams stay in what was called the Premier League. It's now called the Platinum League. And every week these teams um, move around. So if you don't fall in the top ten, you will drop down to Division Four or wherever it might be. They're actually named after coffee. So there's an espresso league. Um, I'm not really sure what league you guys... <laughs> the Villachino <laughs> League. Yeah, I, I thought the latte. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, wait a second. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, mate? I think we're lucky to be in the latte league. It, uh, it, I'm surprised Locker? we're not in a <laughs> <laughs> hot chocolate with <laughs> extra marshmallows and cream. Irish coffee. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be honest. I think Sorry. The, the, the weird thing, but actually that's been going for over a year, the WTRL yeah. stuff, and, and maybe it just grew in lockdown. But yeah, Gemma's right. They they basically race in time zones around the globe, and then they have one global Premier Platinum League that happens at six o'clock in the UK, six o'clock UK time. But you'll have teams in right across the globe racing, and then in all these different classes, and the classes are based on the team's ability overall. Um, and then each week you get a YouTube televised version, and teams drop in and come out. And but so. There's a loose end for me. Um, <laughs> so basically, you were organizing this race where you like then we, like we looked at Strava, took the yeah. numbers, put it in a yeah. spreadsheet, and now there's like a league with all these different teams around the world. So a lot of races going yeah. on. Do they all do the same like you? Do they? No, no. So this is more professional. Organized? Yeah. So the reason I was doing what I was doing was because we we wanted to just race each other, and ah, you can't okay. as a U, as a Swift user create your own races. Well, actually. The okay. meetup functionality has improved now that you can get results from just your meetup. But they didn't do that six months ago. Yeah. So I just did a group ride with the stay together removed and then told everybody how far to ride and for how long and then I'd add it all together afterwards. Okay. Meanwhile, Zwift proper racing is, has always been going on. Mm. But unless you could remove everybody else from the race it would never be just a ccxl thing yeah. for yeah. 20 of us who know each other okay meetup cool. was the only way to do it so these races were already in place the like the, proper yeah. ones yeah. yeah and with these ones then so it's groups around the world and you're online and you're racing against these these other teams are, are you kind of then like you've got the track to yourself and all that kind of stuff do they like get rid of all the other race other people on those sort of things and just yeah so it's only so i can only see when i turn up on a thursday you um go on your virtual turbo trainer behind the banner one thing that's slightly different with the team time trial is that you all get the, these top these top 10 teams get a countdown so i think the fastest people start last so if you were 10th last time you would go when the banner drops and a minute back so forth so you have to stop pedaling as well when the banner drops now that occasionally does cause some issues um, because you see one or two riders always roll over the line get disqualified um, you're not allowed to do that so there's always a call to each other stop pedaling now 30 seconds and then we've got say five minutes before our team is going to go off and you can only see the other people that you're racing in that league so there's is a person actually watching this as a referee and they're like oh well, wait a second you, you i don't actually bit. know but i I'm don't i don't so. think so they could do i guess if you yeah. if you because you're not allowed to send somebody off three minutes before, yeah, and wait halfway down the course, ready to help the team later on. They will, they will cop it. Ah. See, and, and that is 
this is this is proper racing because um so how do they make sure that there's things like that there's nobody's doing a neil schnatz and actually <laughs> taking a few <laughs> kilos off so that they can be I slightly I put them on next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well now that you've got your uh, i'm glad you put your shirt back on but now you've got this new buff body obviously mm. you're now down to your fighting weight, as it were. But so, how do you, how do they account for <laughs> that kind of stuff when people are around the world? Well, you've been in trouble, Niels, because there is I don't know the um, what the acronym stands for actually, but Zada. They are like the uh, like WADA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. oh my goodness! There is uh, a Zada. So Zada, anti-doping agency, yeah. equivalent of yeah. Equivalent. Oh. I think it's something like it stands for more like uh, data accuracy or something. Oh, but yeah, yes. I'm not sure if anyone's doping. Same. I think just uh, the weight doping yeah, is yeah, the. Yeah, yeah. But that wasn't yeah. a proof that I'm really so smart, the, right? In the <laughs> <laughs> that was proof that you're really smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. The I know stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's research. <laughs> in the in the WTR community stuff, they don't do a lot of this, and they rely on people. Really, just why wouldn't you? Why would you bother? You know, you have anything? But why would the, you? <laughs> but but the stuff that. Gemma's doing now where there's prize money involved, it's getting a lot <gasps> more prize money. Prize money. The, the real I mean problem is is the weigh-in. 20, wh- 24 hours before the race, there's some technicality. You might be able to do it afterwards. You have to provide a weigh-in video. So you have to film yourself, um, the date, the date and the time, the scales, zeroed, a, a 10 kilogram weight for calibration. You have to be in your race kit can't you wear your pajamas for instance you if can't you're doing it in the morning you can't do it naked. Well, I, I race naked you actually have to wear socks as well oh we love chino socks very important yeah see that's that's how neil r- does race it's naked with socks, socks. <laughs> no nope, you have to wear i think actually you only have to wear your um bib shorts and socks but that that is specified um and record it all and send it into zada 24 hours before or t- 12 hours before the race so that if they wanted to check they would know that my weight was a certain weight on the scales and it needs to be exactly the same in my profile in Zwift. Uh, same with height. I'm not sure quite why they ask for height every time. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. I, it's, it fluctuates. Like sometimes but I'm like Mike's height and sometimes I'm like Mike's height. <laughs> I, I pretend that on a sunny day I grow a little bit uh, like a sunflower. But uh, yeah. No. Filming, filming I, I've not had to do it because I don't race that at that level, a kind of pro-am level, but... So my my girlfriend does the same as Gemma, and it, the height thing is a two person job. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You can't like film yourself, and I'm making actions that are useless for your listeners. But you can't film yourself and hold a pencil and measure, and so it, it you're doing the motions that probably everybody listening to this is now doing. They're going, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could. No, hang on, I've got a pencil in one hand, and then I've got a ruler in the other. and a yeah, phone, and a, yeah, and a phone, yeah. Yeah, so the weigh-in, it's always um, a, a scary point in the week. All the girls are saying, what are you doing? Are you going to do your weigh-in tomorrow morning? Oh, yeah, I've got to do my weigh-in. Oh, I had a massive roast dinner yesterday. It's well, not going to look good on the weigh-in. Oh, my goodness. Is this going to be like, um, is this like, like heavyweight boxers? You know, when you see them at the weigh-in, are you going to, you guys kind of like, you go in for a sauna two hours before you get yeah. to the weigh-in? The problem is you do actually have to race and you have to be quite well fueled to do this race. It's one of the hardest things I've ever, ever done. So I can't really afford to be under fueled and go in a sauna for two hours. It's just really hard. So I think in the end, everyone just goes with what kind of what they weigh. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. So is it? Sorry. <laughs> there are no weight categories, right? It's not like uh, no, if you're like 100, like Mike, yeah. you would. 
Oh, no weight categories, no. So the weight, um, the reason they have the weight is it's in like real life, really, that if the lighter you are, effectively against a certain power number, you will go faster. Um, I believe, Paul probably knows better than I do, that if if you're heavier downhill, you'll go quicker. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's an advantage, yeah. Yeah. And the more powerful you are, irrelevant of your weight, if you're on a flat course, you will go faster. Yeah. Raw watts, even on Zwift, beats lightweight. But as soon as it goes above about four or five percent, watts per kilogram on Zwift is more important than raw watts. Oh, right. So a hundred kilogram rider doing. Why are you looking at me? A <laughs> hundred kilogram rider doing four hundred watts is four yeah, watts yeah. per kilo. If you put them against a fifty kilogram rider doing two hundred watts on the flat, they're gonna li- they're gonna leave them for dead. Even on Zwift. They've worked out the you know, the science of of uh, the gradients. So above about four percent, those two riders would pretty much sit side by side yeah. because they're watts per kilogram, is, and that's why in Zwift it's so important. And on top of all that weigh-in and the videos, really now to race Zwift at the, the competition level, you've got to be dual recording with two power meters. Um, you've got to have a smart trainer that's set to a certain resistance level. Um, you're even starting to have to do um, kind of a pre-ride that Zada keeps on file. I had to do a test course. I had to do a two-hour, um, if anyone rides with, they would know the Three Sisters course. Two hours? Well, that's how long it took me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if oh, you okay. So I had to do that, and you have to faff around at the beginning and film yourself the whole time so that the camera can see me, it can see the bike, it can see what I'm doing on there as well. And then it takes about 21 days to upload to YouTube. <laughs> 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 By yeah. that time, you've either got slower or faster. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. They so ask for that. It's, 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 not as bad, uh, it's not that bad to ride two hours, but... There must be a person somewhere in the world having to look at you for two hours. <laughs> you filming yourself? Yeah, to check that. To check that the. I'm wow. hoping no one actually knows, but we're hoping that they can just spot any big anomalies. I suppose um, yeah. they're not going to check whether I'm 20 watts less or more than I was last week, yeah. but they are going to notice if someone suddenly drops weight or increases their power. Yeah, yeah. and this is, and I guess this is uh, this is really important, particularly when you can think about the. Um, the culture and what people know of what happened in the past in cycling, that even at the birth, at the beginning of uh, virtual cycling racing Mm. becoming um, more and more popular, that something like Zada already exists, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, But I guess that's one of the things I was going to say is that now that you're doing this kind of racing, Gemma, and also yourself as well, Paul, do you see this now as, is this a new discipline of cycling? Yeah, I for me personally, or how I view it, not for me, I believe that it it is a separate discipline in itself. Of course, you can cross disciplines like we do with cycling all the time. Some people mountain bike and crit race, but I believe it is separate. It is it is different to racing in real life. There is for me, there is nothing. There's nothing that compares to riding with a group or a team on the road and listening to the sound that it makes. It's amazing and talking together and having tactics and things like that. That To me, there's nothing like it at all. But Zwift is completely different. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. It pushes me harder than probably any other road race, possibly not cross, but similar. So, yeah, and then maybe some people who feel more comfortable or for whatever reason 
e-racing is all they want to or can do and it plays a really important part in their life and I believe it's just as valuable and as as in real life racing it's just different a different discipline yeah. mm. so is it here to stay I, I not only stay but get bigger I can't yeah. I cannot see it not it is completely different. It's it's not like cycling outside. I have lots of sympathy for people that go, oh, I, I want to go out on my bike. Brilliant, go out on your bike. doesn't mean that you can't enjoy riding your bike indoors and Zwift gamifies it, to throw out that word at least once during this. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. With all of the... <laughs> With all of the the additions of power ups yeah. and you know kit changes and bikes with fancy lights on and all that kind of stuff, um, and you have to learn to ride it. I think what happened in lockdown, especially on a lot of this YouTube e racing, was you saw all these pros coming to it, and they didn't know how to play the game, and they were getting their proverbial ass handed to them by people who've been riding on Zwift and racing on Zwift for years. Matthew Vanderpoel got blown out of the water in a Zwift race. Not everybody ahead of him could have been was cheating. Yeah, it's just they knew how to ride Zwift and he didn't. Yeah, and, and there are skills you need to learn to race Zwift well. It's yeah, a definite race. art, and when you first do it, you don't possess it. Yeah. Very unlikely you possess it. All that will happen is you feel like you're dying after three minutes twenty-five or something. But now, I think the difference for me has been. I think last week I'd I'd said to someone oh, actually, I felt like in that team time trial, I didn't feel like I was completely dying. Like I wanted to, it felt hard, but it was okay. I, I think I must be getting used to it a little bit. So it's a different skill um, and it's not to be underestimated. Some of the girls, I don't watch the guys so much. They, they're amazing. The stuff that they're putting out on Zwift is is absolutely amazing and I can't compete against it. And there's girls that do that in the in the real world as well in all different disciplines. So it's it's just crazy, absolutely crazy. Just a quick interruption here, just uh, to our listeners. If you heard a bit of heavy breathing <laughs> over the last couple of minutes, um, that was not Mike or me being just overly excited about the voice of Paul and uh, Gemma. It was actually just our dog Benny coming back in uh, to joining us. So rest assured, <laughs> no overexcitement. <laughs> <laughs> but well, you say no, there wasn't uh, the breathing wasn't from us, but the overexcitement definitely was coming <laughs> yes. because I think the. Um, the way you've just described it there, the fact that uh, somebody can cross disciplines and still do well, but not necessarily nail it. Like if you think go someone going from road to mountain or vice mm. versa, um, that shows that this is a different discipline, isn't it? And like yeah. you said, here to stay, this many people in it, you've got a Zada that are watching it. Um, but also, and what, what, what you mentioned before, um, it's like you need to know how to race it. I remember yeah. my very first race that I did on Zwift, when I was like, okay, I... I I start slow yeah. to keep, no. you know, like in a crit That's race, and just like ha hang on in there at, at the back that I don't get sped out the back. Yeah. And at some point, I will just increase my power. Yeah. And what actually happened was everybody yeah. was gone. Num number one rule of Zwift be doing 200% of what you can five seconds before the start. Yeah. The thing that is very different is um, is the drafting. There is some drafting. I believe Paul knows the exact numbers. Um, that is. Not the same as yeah. it. That is not <laughs> the same as in real life. There is some element of drafting, but it is very, very difficult to get back on once you are dropped. But everyone knows that. 
you're, it's the same for everybody. So that's okay. It's that is just different to in real life. So come on, Paul. What are the numbers on the drafting? You've got. You, you really want to know? <laughs> <laughs> My inner geek is just screaming. Well, it's screaming. I mean, know. this is kind of where the DS thing started, I guess, um, because. Um, again, Vision E Racing, uh, Gemma's on Team Turbo, my girlfriend's on Vision E Racing, and they have a DS, um, a guy called Quinton. And whoa, 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 whoa. That, how posh is that team? <laughs> that DS called Quinton. Quinton Le Fay. No. Might way. be French. No, hang on, no, no. Hang on. He's, <laughs> he's now just turned into a James Bond villain like, with a name it's like an artist that. name or something. Yeah. Um, and I messaged him one day and said, you know, I think what you're doing with the with the team is really great and and um, i'm enjoying being involved in it even just watching what's going on and you know, i'm sure kate and Gemma aren't enjoying it so much when they're about to fall off the turbo but yeah, as a as a spectator thing when i'm involved and i've got a vested interest it was interesting and you know, i said you know if you want any help with anything just as a throwaway line i think it's really cool what you're doing obviously i've just done all the vcxl vcxl we called it the virtual Central Cyclocross League. I'd like to get involved, and let, thought nothing of it. And then he messaged me one day. And he said, oh, "I'm away this weekend, and there's a pro am race on. Vision have got a team. Kate's in the team. Do you want a DS for me?" And I went, "Okay." <laughs> so, and uh, just just for some of our listeners that don't know what a DS is, so uh, DS stands for Director Sportive. And what is the role of uh, a DS? This is not well, the person in a car when yeah. we see it on the tours, yeah. isn't it? And I'm and I'm sure I'm vastly oversimplifying. Yeah, I'm sat on the drive watching it on the yeah. <laughs> with the engine running, eating a pork pie or something, hanging out the window, uh, getting a mechanic uh, to lean out the yeah, rear window. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Um, I mean, I'm sure I'm doing a massive disservice, but obviously, director sport even in real life is controlling what's going on on the road. He's on the radio to all of the riders. He's explaining what's going on ahead, behind, if there's issues, what's coming up, whether they're going to attack, all that stuff. Um, and to a certain extent, it's the same. Um, it was an encouraging word. It was trying to help somebody on. It was saying, oh, there's a steep bit coming up, so you need to keep an eye on your heart rate or your target time or even just, you know, Dave, don't get dropped. I can see you doing a gap. And... So that's where it started. But me being me, I couldn't help myself. And I wanted to try and help the women in this team that weekend do as well as they could. So I wrecked the entire course on a ride on my own. And then plotted out where all the climbs were in distance and time. Um, and then started working on the draft. And saying, if somebody sits on the front at X power, everybody behind can do x less power and therefore we can create a draft so um the one member of the team alice who's a, a full-on pro triathlete and smashes out huge wattages if you sat on the front doing this number because of the zwift draft which as you ask is something like 25 percent for the next first person 28 to 30 percent for the position three about 33 percent for position four and then after that it's all the same it means that somebody of a lesser capability, just like real life, can sit behind a better rider. So I started working all this stuff out <laughs> and then produced a spreadsheet and a document explaining the whole course and here's where we should do this and please feel free to ignore this or tell me where to go. But if you want to, 
I'll tell you when we should push and who should do what and when. And the feedback I got was, well, that's a bit next level yeah. preparation. <laughs> but this um, is this is amazing. This is brilliant. I, I mean, that. this is exactly what a professional sports team does, isn't it? That's how we feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it does make a big difference because normally we turn up to these team time trials. We're on Discord. As Neil said, we're all breathing quite heavily. Not only have we got to concentrate on the course, how long we've got, what what's we're doing, what's coming up. We're trying Staying to together. Gemma on the front now. Oh, sorry, I was going to go on the front, dropping back. No, you go, you go. But now, dead silence from the girls, apart from heavy breathing, or we might mute ourselves. And only Paul talking, saying, Gemma, I need you to come on now in 20 seconds. Just make your way up to the front and telling me exactly the what's that I need to do and someone to go back and sit in the draft. We don't even have to think. So a completely completely different. Such, it's brilliant. That is so cool. I that think is the so cool. But because uh, the, the my big problem is actually, like, thinking wouldn't be the problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, for me it's it's the doing. <laughs> yeah, but it's the thinking and the doing that's yeah. the problem. You just I need think to concentrate on the doing. Like Gemma said, in real life, you know, a team time trial is is a, a a group of people and they're working off each other and they're around you. The problem with a Zwift version of a team time trial and these WTRL things that, that everybody's doing and I'm doing some when I'm not on the Discord app, um, everybody's all over the world. So you can't know who's doing what. And you could all just ride as hard as you like in a group, in a blob, and hope for the best. But that bugged me that it wasn't as efficient as it could be. And you've got the problem of people going, oh, 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 oh no, are you going? Am I going? Uh, I've got a problem. So I just said, I'll tell you when to go, what to do, and for how long. And I'll just keep calling your names out. And I'll tell you when there's a hill. And when you switch from doing this amount of power to this amount of watts per kilo, because if you're not, somebody who's got a better power will shoot off the front. And you need four of you to finish, just like a real time trial. So. It's that person that's just making all those calls. So all they have to do is ride as hard as they can. So please, so do you do this for your part, your girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. So, so please tell me that I can see, because I, I can imagine Neil's doing this, right? And I'm just thinking there's Hannah on the bike pedaling away flat out, right, yeah. right, right on the edge. You know that moment when you're not sure if you're going to puke, black out, yeah. or just keep going, right? She's there. And I can just imagine Neil sat next to her on like a really comfy chair <laughs> with a beer in one hand and a pizza slice of pizza in the other. Naked. <laughs> naked, <laughs> naked. And just saying, pedal harder. Yeah. You know, you, you can do more than that. But Hannah on the front. Yeah. Hannah on the front. <laughs> come on, pick it up. Come yeah. on, come on, pedal Pretty harder. much, yeah. Pick up your cable. Yeah. Is everyone done? Is pretty much is, is, is that, is that That's pretty much what's going on. So we've got quite a good pain cave in our house. We've got uh, twin Zwift setups of a turbo trainer, 40-inch TV, PCs, treadmill in the middle, a disco light on the wall, just, just for the hell of it, um, and a big stereo. And I'm usually standing on the treadmill next to Kate while she's riding, and it's a lot of time on these time trials at least, although Kate and, and Gemma are in different pro-am teams, they race socks for Watts team time trial teams together. I'm standing next to her on treadmill watching what she's doing, and then on my own Zwift setup. I'm logged in, I'm able to jump between all of the others. So that I've got a kind so of bird's eye view of what's going on. And yes, because I'm on Discord, Kate's not, otherwise you'd have the echo. So I'm basically just taking the microphone off every now and again and going, well done, 
<laughs> keep going. And then I'll go on and go, well done, Claire. You're up next. <laughs> and and I've, there was a race recently where I was like, Kate, you're up next. And she just looked at me and went, Shook her head. Yeah, I remember and I heard her. I went, right, Kate. went, Kate's not doing it. <laughs> you move because, out. Because, because they're all going, but yes, I am basically standing next to her with a phone and a computer and sometimes a drink and a, and a towel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Around your hips. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and I'm, I'm a glorified bottle and towel holder whilst shouting into the microphone. But this is brilliant. I mean, have you got an aspiration now you've done this to think about being a ds i say in the real world but in another discipline um i think i would i'd like to kind of apply some of this stuff to other teams and i think there's quite a lot of teams who are doing quite well who actually aren't that organized and i saw a, a post on facebook today somebody was asking about you know racing in zwift and 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 team time trialing in Zwift. And I almost sent him a link to my Google Drive where I've got a, a big document about how to race drafting in Zwift. So to get involved in it from a more central point of view, maybe yes. I don't know whether it, you know, I, I can't see me going off and working for a real life the cycling team, but the e-sport e side of it and knowing the science of it, absolutely. Years ago, I used to have a turbo trainer that didn't have a power curve and I was convinced that the power was wrong. <laughs> Probably shouldn't share this. So I, no, I found an, <laughs> I found an algorithm, and I, I mapped out the power curve, and then I posted it on forums. And every now and again, somebody would go, "Oh, you know that document that you shared about the power curve of the such and such? I did this six years ago." <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's just how it works. It just my but mind works with it. But that's the so it's all about marginal gains, basically, right? Yeah. Like, so you are the David Breyers Ford of yeah. Oh, Swift. absolutely. Yeah, David absolutely. Swift Ford. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, of of a of a team of people that only them and their immediate family care about. But yeah, That's fantastic. <laughs> like it's like our podcast. Like I think the only listeners are our mums. Yeah. <laughs> Until though, the other week we so every week this um, team time trial is broadcast on Zwift with two presenters. Um, and this obviously inspired me a little bit. I sent the link to everybody. I was not. I was going to be on it for all of about thirty seconds, and all you it. were going to we see was it. my. We saw the thirty seconds. Yeah. I, well, yeah. before the thirty seconds, I really was on for thirty seconds, mm. and all you saw was my little Zwift avatar, and that that was enough for me. I said yeah. that the Just whole world has got that. Watching Gemma Felstead, watching even, Alice Lethbridge, watching. They didn't even pronounce my name right, but I didn't care. I was on there, but oh, then the American guys. The right? American like guys. Felstead. Yes, that that was it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Was it was was that a good one? That was good. That was a really good American uh, impression. We don't have American listeners, so they don't care. No. <laughs> but then a couple of weeks ago, um, Alice, who kind of manages the team, posted up to say, "Would anyone like to do a live feed at the same time?" And I jumped on this idea and thought that is going to be brilliant. And then realised actually, they're going to be watching me whilst I'm racing, which is something that doesn't normally happen on Zwift. And I'm not in entirely sure that everyone who's racing on Zwift looks that good. Um, you're in your little own world, you're in your pain cave, as you may call it. I'm in a like a, a tool shed out the back of the garden. So I set my lighting up because it was getting dark by this point. <laughs> <laughs> they send you a link to say, you know, how you need to be in shot. I'd got, I was 
bit concerned about my bandwidth. I had my laptop there, the webcam, um, lighting that I'd bought in did from you, indoors. Did you have to, you have to clear like, like stuff out the back, like a lawnmower? I had to push the lawnmower <laughs> no, around. No, it does like, only have my bikes. <laughs> but I did consider the pros have their um, jersey hanging in the background. You, they, they did guide, like marketing guidelines and you could only put... No, I just I just didn't have time. And to be honest, it was my helmet that was on the side. There was nothing else. Marketing guidelines. Yeah, of yeah. what you could put in. Um, so you could only have one jersey to feature. You had to have... Um, they had to obviously be able to see just you. And if you stood up on the bike, you couldn't go out of shot because that wouldn't look very good either. So I had it all running. We started the race as normal, actually. Um, were you DSing us that week? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. we had a deer, so that was yeah. good. And I put that in the bio, so they knew, and that came on. And I could see that the two guys, whilst trying to race at the same time, and I was like, girls, we're on now, we're live. <laughs> Stay together, make sure it looks good. So you could see us as little Zwift characters, and then you could see a live stream of me in, in the turbo room doing that at the same time. And they were talking about it, they were talking about they could see my heart rate and what, what was going on with that. And then at the end, they went to interview um, a guy but he, he must have had bad bandwidth because he dropped out and they came on to me and I had a the full interview with them. So it was really good. That is so cool. This uh, is this I couldn't tell you how many people were watching, but in, in my I world, it. I thought there was a lot. Well, there's at least two. That's a... Uh, <laughs> well, watch it together. Mike, Mike, Mike. Yeah. 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 Well, Mike we, is like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you sent the link out, Niels, and I think a few of us clicked on it just just as was luck. That it was and it's, li- it does, it's live, really, mm. as well. And it was good. And also... The thing for me, I have to say, is because although it's great to be part of it, I think often the difference in a sport is where you get sponsorship and money and is when how many people are wanting to watch it mm. as well. And I have to say, although I only watched it for a short period of time, and I did have, you know, I knew somebody in it, which mm. was pretty cool, um, it was actually quite good to watch because I think the thing you I got from it, just like any sport, the reason I love watching sport, mm you just don't know what's going to happen you don't know what the ending is going to be mm. you know you watch a film and you know funny enough the hero will win just before yeah. the end they probably won't look like they're going to win and then at the end they will win right so you get all that but with sport you, you it doesn't matter what sport it is yeah you just don't know what's going to happen and so watching it was really good and i have to say the commentary was pretty cool because they could they could talk about like i remember actually they were talking about the fact that you were maintaining a heart rate of 185 for quite quite a long while, and then they were able to say, "Wow, that's 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 really good." Uh, and then they were talking about all oh, the impact in cyclocross, and then we're going into different people. Mm. It was actually much more detailed than what you get on a tour talking about mm. one of the big stars uh, and that kind of stuff. So it w- you can really see how this <coughs> is a new discipline. It's easy to access for people to watch, and I guess it's pretty easy as a racer to take part in these races compared to sticking your bike in a van and you go yeah yeah i mean the good thing about it is we're talking about i've mentioned the premier league and we're in this this team but actually the the league or, or various types of racing on swift is all done by by categories by watts per kilo so whatever power you're putting out um, and whatever weight you are there will be a category for you and you can race against people of your, of the same ability as you and it will you'll be putting in just as much work as myself and the girls are in the premier league it will be exactly it will feel exactly the same okay there's not the coverage as such but you are still invited to that event it will be a team time trial but you'll just be in your own category so it is mm. although it's massive it is accessible to everybody and that's so cool you can be part of a properly professional race even just by joining from your b- 
Mm. Yeah, it's a house, the bedroom, I was going to say. I don't know why I was going to go for bedroom. My, yeah. my turbo's Where's your there. turbo? <laughs> <laughs> well. I imagine some people probably are doing it from their bedroom, you know. Um, some people might live in a, a small flat and they turbo a lot. They don't, they, you know, I've got access to somewhere I can go outside of the house. And for them, that once a week, they're preparing for that race as if they were a real, as if it was a real life race. Mm. And, and it feels the same. I have to say it sounds it sounds quite appealing to me because um i don't know like whenever i was r- trying to race in the real world there's so many parts and that sounds maybe that sounds maybe very very cool but so many parts of that that made me feel uncomfortable for instance if you rock up to a race and you're like oh my goodness i have the worst bike here everybody's looking at me you know like i, I don't look like a cyclist really i'm quite bigger built <coughs> that sounds like I don't look like a cyclist, and people are looking at you. And this, there's so many things that just make me feel uncomfortable mm. before the start already, which I wouldn't have in the virtual world. So I think that could be appealing th- to a lot of people as yeah. well. And I think that one of the things that came out of the Central League stuff that we did was um, the last round, just to make myself life more complicated for myself, I decided the last round, rather than everybody racing against each other, over the course of the 10 weeks, obviously, it all raced, and I kind of knew who was fast and who was slower and whatever. So I decided to create three meetups on the same course, a few minutes apart, and I divided everybody up into teams and said, you're going at this time, this group of people are going two minutes later, and this group are going two minutes later still. And rather than racing each other, why don't you as a group try and stay ahead of the group in front and the group in front? And I'd inadvertently created a kind of team time trial hare and hounds but what was really nice was the group that was arguably the slower group, which I'm sure they won't mind me saying, was mainly other than Jody, was a bunch of middle-aged men in Lycra, actually started doing this global team time trial event because they wanted to do that again together. And their team name is the team name that they had from the Central Cyclocross League race. And... They're, they're a bunch of blokes that will rock up to Central Cyclocross League and race each other and, you know, bring up their breakfast, knowing that they're going to finish 50th out of 80. And they can go and do the same thing on Zwift on a Wednesday, Thursday evening with a bunch of guys, have the same chat, and nobody cares that, you know, they're doing it and they've got a sweaty T-shirt on and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um so I think you do have to take versus the real world. You've got to take Zwift with a bit of a pinch of salt, but absolutely it offers people the chance to be competitive in their own level and gives people a genuine target to train for and be good at. And for some people, genuinely, you could you're never going to make a living out of it, but you know. You, you can you can gain a name for yourself and potentially get sponsorship just from being, and it isn't Fortnite <laughs> yet um with millions of people watching and live streaming on YouTube and people making millions of pounds from winning Fortnite competitions it's not that but it's a growing area of cycling that you could see as long as people have got broadband and a computer could do this and get a global experience which they would not be able to do in real life do you know it's and it is as you said really 
quite inclusive, really, in, in yeah. how people get involved with it. But um, now the thing is, you describe this this great system, but it can't go right all of the time. Now <laughs> I have to say something that I do if I'm on Swift, and it's this automatic thing. I, don't, I can't believe I do it. Is I always when I, I've you know got the towel, and I wipe the towel across my face, and I put it down. I almost panic that it might go in my front wheel. <laughs> every single time, every <laughs> single time, I worry I've just dropped my towel in my front wheel, which obviously it's not moving. So uh, I always get that. But um, and I've I've had one time where um, oh something went wrong. We had a power cut or something, mm -hmm. and everything just goes. But but what kind of things? When does it go wrong with the racing? What what kind of things happen where it doesn't quite work? It can go wrong a lot. Um, so things that go wrong, uh, any broadband issues. Once you have no internet, well, for a starters, you can't even get into the race because it doesn't know. I had a situation a few weeks ago where I had internet and I was sitting on the start line. Your first pro am, I believe. Oh, it was my f yeah, it was my first pro, my first pro, or second pro race, second pro race. Um, and then all the little avatars around me disappeared. I was like, girls, are you still are you still in this? And the countdown was quite it's 20 minutes. And I was like, my internet's gone down. Ugh. Okay, don't panic because this does happen. I'm sure it'll be fine. Think of a backup plan. It'll come back up. It'll come back. It didn't come back up. What you can do, and luckily, sort of, I knew this. I thought, I've done all this prep for a two-hour race. I'm not two going... Two hours? Yeah, there's no way I'm sitting on my sofa now. I am doing this race. So I had no internet, but luckily I've been able to dial in. I rode it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> I oh, hope at some. <laughs> <laughs> I really hoped at some stage the internet would come back and all of the team around me would appear. Now I'd lost the draft. I had no draft effect at all. Um, but I did do the race. I did probably the power and the effort that I would have done. Maybe not quite as much. I did get a bit bored at the end by myself. Um, but I, I did the same because I thought, I've, I've got to do this. I've, yeah. I've done all my prep. So if you lose your internet, that's it. Either you can't get in at all or everyone around you disappears. Um, mm. Other people occasionally, their turbo, their, their power pedals drop out. So sometimes with the team time trial, where we're sitting waiting for our turn to go, the pedals go to sleep. Three, two, one, you start pedaling and your avatar doesn't move ah, and that's it you're out yeah. because so you'll yeah. never catch back up again something that's similar happened. like this happened to me actually i did a crit race and all of a sudden i think we raced against each other might be and um 200 meters before the finishing line my my watts dropped mm. and i was just standing there my avatar was like i, I was pedaling my avatar didn't do anything i was like Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> goodness gracious. Those yeah. are not the words coming out of your mouth. <laughs> 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 We're in the posh holes here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, had, I've had a situation where windows crashed halfway through the race. It wasn't me, it was Kate. I was standing on the treadmill watching. Um, the best fail we had, worst, was um, I'd set the bike up on the turbo for one of these pro-am races. Race starts, million miles an hour. Kate stands up to push on a climb. And at that point, I realised I hadn't quite done the quick-release skewer up tight enough. And the bike fell out of the turbo. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's how to make yourself pretty unpopular in yeah. your house, I guess. Yeah, mid-race. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I guess I always think of it, when you do a real-life, an in-real-life event, you can get a puncher, for instance. Yeah. It's unlucky. So 
although it does feel really frustrating, I try and go in with the the attitude like something could happen and it will be out of my control. Maybe not if you haven't put the skewer on properly. <laughs> um, it will be out of my control. Just stay calm because it's it's really frustrating. It's horrible. What can I do? Am I just going to stop and just call it a day or am I going to do whatever I can to carry on? Because it definitely can happen. No one has the most secure setup everywhere that everything is going to be right every time. There's always girls or, or guys, I guess, um, where something happens and I just try and let it brush over me and because it, it's inevitable. I love sadly. it, I love it. Keep calm and Keep carry calm. on. Yeah. Such a British thing. Yeah. <laughs> but you said it's global, it, right? At the same time, somebody yeah. in Germany is like, Scheiße! Yeah. <laughs> hey, no swearing. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No swearing. Well, other languages are fine. Yeah. Yeah. Other languages are And I guess, the, although it might, these might be you know, pre, preset, quite high-level races, if you were doing it on your own and you had one of those dropouts, just reboot and join another race half an hour later. Yeah. It doesn't and, matter. And, and this is the thing. Um, I You'll guess get, still get the workout. Yeah. But, and this is the thing. If you go out for a race, and let's face it, snap a chain, uh, get a puncture, as Gemma said, or anything like that, I mean, all these things happen. Or if you forget to do up your rear wheel properly and it mm. falls off as you're riding along. I mean, all these things are technically possible. Um so you know that crit race you were talking about where we were all together? So this was my cock-up. So we were supposed to be, we're all meeting for a race, got a certain time, certain race, get in there, off we go, go. Now I look up that leaderboard that comes up on the right side of the lift and I can't see the rest of the guys and I'm like, shit, they've gone, right? They were doing the million miles an hour, pedaling as fast as they could uh, and I've lost them. So I was like, right, I'm on it. I'm going to get them. So I'm head down and we are all on... Um, the, the same sort of call together as well. So we're doing video calling as well. So I'm, I'm absolutely right. It's all right, lads. I'll, I'll be there in a sec. And I'm thinking, blimey, they've, they've really put the effort in with their training. And I am the head down. By this point, like, I'm thinking, I, I think I'm actually going to be sick here. There's, there's, I'm going to have to turn, the, I had to turn the, the, the screen off because I thought if nobody wants to see me puking whilst <laughs> I'm doing this kind of thing. So I'm like... I'm going as fast as I can. It took me a full 10 minutes to realise I was in the wrong race. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and yeah. the rest I of the guys... The yeah, the rest of yeah. the... Uh, and it was one like, to the point... We're done already. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've entered yeah. something that was something like, like, like an hour-long race. And, uh, yeah, I think I just about crawled over the line in the end yeah. after my effort early on. But it's... Um, there is human error involved. I've, I know people who've entered the wrong race. And, and as these races get more complicated even for Zwift, they're having to use different time slots and classes for different things. So they're using classes for genders or they're using classes for different distances, but the same power. And then in other races, they're using the same distance, but different power. And people are looking at this great long list and going, and I, I had one last week where I was actually supposed to be doing a team time trial. And one of the guys who'd never done it before went, there was four of us and you needed four to finish so it was, it was pointless before we even started um and one guy goes uh, oh i'm in harrogate and we okay we're all in new york <laughs> <laughs> oh so i've entered the wrong race yes you've got four minutes <laughs> okay we're back and never came back and then while we we're waiting for our countdown start the guy goes oh crap my bluetooth's gone down my pedals have stopped working <laughs> and he disappears so the two of us that are left roll over the line and my mate chris his exact words were Shall we chalk this off as a cluster and just go home? I went, yeah, I'm going to go and have a drink. And that was it. That was the end of our race. We didn't do what Gemma does and find another race to do. We just packed it in and <laughs> went and had dinner. 
But this stuff that also happens in the real world. Well, that's just it. Oh, in, in the real world, you have to, like, you know, there's, like, proper implications. You have to go a much yeah. longer distance home. Happened to me in Hillington, right? Did I ever tell you that? Where, where I rocked up for the race. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I, I, I just quickly nipped to the loo. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> Came back and everybody was gone. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. But you know what? Also, I've been out uh, on a mountain biking race, and one of the guys, uh, yeah, one of the guys came off and uh, hit his head and um, got concussed. And it was a team of four. And so uh, he had to go to hospital. And uh, it, one of the guys took him to hospital, and the, the, there was two of us left. And it, it was like, ah, <laughs> oh, right. Um, and we were four hours away from home. And you're like, oh, right, well, and then you go home. At least with this, you just go, yeah, just get oh, off. fair enough, just get off. Yeah. <laughs> and at home, that would be good. Yeah. Uh, yes. Anyway, um, so what we've got with this thing, as we've just said, it's it's quite inclusive for people to get into, uh, but it is its own discipline in cycling when you, you kind of get down to it. And you can really quickly add in some professional level of thinking and strategy and tactics in it. So we've, it's definitely there for the future. But... What do you think it's going to become in the future? Where do you think this sport's going? I think, I mean, they're talking, there's already esports champions. They're talking about trying to make it, you know, an Olympic sport. I don't, I think it will, there was already been um, the ITU, so the International Triathlon Union. Um, they have a, actually it's a, a competitor of theirs who puts on this kind of commercially funded triathlon event. And they ended up doing a virtual indoor triathlon where the professional triathletes raced in a pool, then got out of the pool and jumped on the poolside and got on Zwift and then got off their bikes on Zwift and jumped on a treadmill on Zwift. So they raced the whole thing. It was an arena triathlon. And I think if cycling federations, triathlon federations, um, maybe running to a lesser extent, I think just the treadmill side of it is still even Zwift, I don't think, are putting that much money into the running side of it. They know where the, the core is. I think then they can make more out of it. And I think when Fortnite becomes a global televised thing and people are making big money from it regularly, then people of a certain sporting mindset will go, I can make something out of this, some fame, some sponsorship, some money, some, you know. I think it will go somewhere. Zwift, with all this money they're getting, uh, they've already brought out a steering capability. So it won't be long before you're effectively riding on Zwift on an indoor riding treadmill, which already exists. And everything will be, you'll still be on your own, but everything will be measured. And we'll be wearing VR headsets. and You'll be able to look around at the people around you. And cycling purists will still hate it and they'll still want to go out and ride their bike as they should but you'll get to the point where as far as you're concerned you're in a cycle race it just so happens that your bike is in one place yeah and, and Jim, i mean you are um you're now an online hero i mean you are essentially lara croft let's face it uh so where do you think it goes for athletes? Yeah, I was about to say, from an athlete point of view, I believe there will be some athletes who either started by e-racing and, and didn't didn't progress or didn't do anything else out, outside of that at all, and that's where they're comfortable and they're really good at it and they stay with that. That's brilliant. There'll be other athletes that probably cross disciplines, 
So I can't imagine myself just e-racing. I, as I said, I, I just love that feel of being outside and racing. And it's a different element. Does it make me stronger from Zwift racing? I think in certain disciplines, probably yes. Um, it is it is specific to Zwift, but you've, there's no doubt that the the training that you get from that has has got to be applicable to what you do outside. I mean, starting at 500 watts and having to hold for as long as you can, that's got to work for some sort of discipline. Um, <laughs> cyclocross being one of them. But, um, having to hold that power is very applicable to time trialling. Um, I imagine my time trialling is probably better now outside than it was before. I'm, I could be a lot steadier. And then equally, there'll be some athletes who just continue to race in real life and that is what they want to do and that's that's all they'll do. Um, I mean, they've done that before, right? Like, if you look at the Zwift Academy, um, Ella yeah. Harris from New Zealand or like Tanya Erat yeah. in, in Germany, as an example, they, they qualified for a real pro racing team via virtual racing. Yeah. yeah, so that's kind of the opposite. So they, they started, whether they do or don't ride on the road or whatever discipline they have, they start like that. They go into Zwift Academy and they compete with other people, they do their own training, and then they get a pro contract, which uh, currently isn't related to Zwift, actually. They're, they're, they're doing in real life as well. There might be then some pro Zwift contracts in the future. Yeah. That would be another stream. It's, it's really interesting, and I, I really like the, the link that you have to Fortnite. If you, if you look at Fortnite, mm. I think there would be no normal person watching who, ha- who doesn't play Fortnite himself mm would watch a Fortnite game. So I think it's a lot of Fortnite players mm. that are interested in other people playing, playing it well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To to yeah. maybe learn a thing or two. So yeah. I think this is this is the key. Like to grow your user base. Mm. The more people are actually doing it, the more people then have an interest in following the people that do it really well. Yeah. And I think then it could potentially become a televised yeah. thing. I think that I mean Zwift is a niche part of, I mean, let's face it, outside the Tour de France, cycling is fairly niche. I mean, we're all into it, but actually in the grand scheme of things, yeah. is cycling, cycling is a massive participation sport and the grand tours are massive, but the cycling race is going on all the time. In Belgium, cyclocross is televised every Sunday, but, you know, Britain has some of the best BMX races in the world, but how much BMXing do, does anybody watch or know anything about yeah. unless you're into BMXing? So Zwift is a niche part of a niche sport, but it has the capability to be more inclusive and global than any other sport because of its very nature of being on the internet. Yeah, and I think this is the, its biggest strength because yeah. most probably then um, people in charge there would most probably try to get it televised by completely different channels. Yeah. Nobody would aim for like TV, really. Mm. They would aim for like Twitch, yeah. YouTube, whatsoever yeah. like and it's such an important point what you just mentioned with like um there's so many r- races that are happening and that, that are not televised mm. in germany actually the world championships um it was quite funny so usually in germany most uh, races are shown on eurosport mm. but the world championships uh, were given to the german equivalent of bbc mm. and what actually happened is they only showed the last 15 kilometers and everybody who thought they would show the whole race mm had to watch Summer Biathlon. <laughs> <laughs> so they showed Summer Biathlon, the full race with like right. podium ceremony and everything. And then like, oh, by the way, there's also like a, a world championship race. 
then moved over to cycling and showed yeah. only the last 15 kilometers. This is just like to give this you like an idea yeah. of like how niche cycling still is, although all of us believe it is not. Mm. That's yeah, that's that, that's amazing. Second place to summer biathlon <laughs> on yes, a German yes. national TV. <laughs> oh, good grief! As much as you're in it, I see what you mean. I we all love cycling, but it is niche. So I was going to say that I I believe I don't know for sure, but that Zwift always gave um, equal coverage to the women and yeah. the men. That's that's always been the case, whereas that's not the case. So um, it should be. So as it should be, yeah. yeah. And it is. And on um on in real life racing the the women's side is coming up and it's definitely a lot more televised than it was but Zwift from the very beginning has always given equal mm. rights or whatever it was equal um exposure to the men and the women and the racing I, I guess the women still race a little bit less yeah I think they do shorter distances but yeah it's kind of time based I think it's time but know. the coverage and the amount of racing available to women is equal to the men and mm. always has been I believe there's a lot of um women that we know through cyclocross and our local teams and whatever that um would never race outdoors it's way too scary but they'll absolutely kill themselves i saw a, i'm not going to mention her because you'll get embarrassed but a, a facebook post from somebody who <laughs> did a two-hour race on Jeff and then she was on facebook and say i'm now sitting in the bath trying not to cry um it was only a short race but it was 20 kilometers uphill and she hadn't really thought about that and what she thought was, oh, 20 kilometres, that'll be fine. Turned out to be two hours, but she did it. She did it. She didn't give up. And she it. did well. in. And she even said, but finished in like top 10 in my category. And to her, top 10 in her category means nothing to anybody else but her and her husband and her friends on Facebook, maybe, who do Zwift as well. And I think that's really important to us because to her, she's just achieved something that she could not do in any other way in a sport she enjoys. So I guess this is uh, this is actually a, a great way to to finish our chat because I think what we've hear, heard here is this is a definitely a new discipline, definitely here to stay. Um, the way that the teams are working, it's so professional, and the future looks like it it's only going to be bigger and more accessible from from all sorts of people. Mm. But at the end of it, it can still give everybody that fantastic feeling of success when you win. But if you just achieve, you know, like we all do, just achieve the personal best or get that, you can still get that incredible sense of achievement. Um, and it gives us all purpose for when we're training uh, and working hard on the bikes. Yep. So absolutely. Well, look, Gemma, Paul, thank you so much for coming and appearing through <laughs> the Internet Superhighway on your Tron bikes into Casavella Chino. Um, and thank you to everybody else that has been listening. Now, Niels, if people want to get in touch with the podcast um how do they do that i always fail in that one um first of all maybe <laughs> no, send us an email at po to podcast at velocino.com uh reach out to us on any social media channel on at velocino and you will also see us uh, on instagram as well where now you'll be able to purchase your own set of the fabulous socks uh, as well as some of the new T-shirts that have just come out. So oh, yes, because Gemma is actually uh, our ambassador. Oh, is that what you call it now? Oh, I, I just came up with it. <laughs> yeah. So if you use the uh, um, uh, what is it called discount code Hidden Gem, mm -hmm. you actually get twenty percent. Twenty percent, yeah. So yes. go and grab yourself a bargain. 
Yes. Now, Gemma, if people want to follow you and your uh, activities, what's the best way for people to follow you? Probably Instagram, actually. Uh, my Instagram handle is G underscore Felstead. Or the way you pronounce it. And Gem Bassador. Oh, it could be. Ooh. I maybe need to change that. Exactly. Excellent. Thank you. And that you put you people will see updates on what you're doing with your racing. Yeah, so they can see a mixture of everything really. Um some some Velocino socks always <laughs> on there. <laughs> which is good. Uh what I do on Zwift, that that appears. And um what I'm doing training and racing in real life as well. Brilliant. Excellent. Oh, and some cooking and dogs. Now one cooking. dog. You're not cooking dogs. <laughs> no. Okay. Cooking Oof. dogs. Whoa. Oh, goodness. <laughs> That we're talking a niche. That would be niche, but there you <laughs> go. Uh, and Paul, if people want to uh, f- follow yourself or or look at what's going on in terms of the league, where's what's best place for um, to go? Central Cyclocross League on Facebook, CCXL. Um, I personally, actually, I would rather than me because mine's fairly boring pictures of bike bits normally or something. Is is to look into some of these kind of e racing teams, so Vision e Racing, Team Turbo. Um, 2020 uh follow some of the pros that are on there alice lethbridge um uh rachel elliot rachel elliot um and and just see what is actually going on and 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 look up things like the wtrl if you're interested in this stuff it's all on facebook and wtrl and zwift are launching a new league next week as we talked about similar to the time trial but for individual races as well and just get involved in a bunch of people who really enjoy a like-minded activity that has exploded during lockdown. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. So, Also, if you are like a team and you want sponsorship or so, maybe reach out to us and we can sort something out. We would love to have a team in any of the virtual uh, leagues. That would be quite cool. Just get in touch. Mike oh. at Bilocino.com. Oh, I'm loving that. So, so what? We could have a... Yeah, we could sponsor a team. Well, let's at least start a conversation. That's uh, oh, he look. Did, did you hear him backing out of that? No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> let's I mean, start a conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think this is a great idea. Uh, right to Velocino podcast, and we will uh, see if we can sponsor a team. Fantastic. The way to support us is to go on to iTunes or Spotify, give us a rating, and remember, five stars are at least the minimum that you need to give us, uh, to and recommend us to all your friends. But for now, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, We're all off to put our legs over our bikes uh, inside, keeping dry and away from the worst of the weather and jumping into Watopia to uh, have a spin with our friends. Because even in Watopia, the best stories have not yet been Been written. written.